0: This is Do We Like Movies. It's a podcast where two guys review individual movies, sequels, and occasional television shows. In this show, we talk about our experiences with them, and we answer the question, Do we like this movie? This week, we're discussing Godzilla vs. Kong. Welcome to Do We Like Movies. I'm your host, Angel.
1: And I'm your primitive host, Javi. And uh this week
0: we are discussing the brand new, you know, just premiered on HBO Max, Godzilla versus Kong, which is, I guess, you know, it it's the Avengers endgame for this monster verse that Legendary Pictures and Warner Brothers kind of threw together starting in 2014.
1: Yeah, and you know, the the monsterverse that they accidentally fell ass backwards in, kind
0: of. (laughs) Yeah, well, with the exception of Kong Skull Island, which we have not covered yet on this show, funny enough, we've done all the previous Godzilla movies in this chronology.
1: Oh, we did do Godzilla 2014. I forgot about it because it sucked.
0: (laughs) And now our podcast has actually been around long enough that when Godzilla King of the Monsters came out in theaters, we actually saw that movie in theaters for this show.
1: Uh, Remember the before times back when the descendants of Kong (laughs) used to go to movie theaters to watch (laughs) Godzilla (laughs) versus Kong?
0: We are all descendants of Kong. Big monkeys. (laughs) And, uh, okay, I've been... This movie, I swear to God, I never thought it was going to happen. I mean, like, all the movies in this Godzilla franchise have come out, and I've liked them enough. But does it feel to you, like, I mean, like... Maybe just because it's Warner Brothers and all the shit that they've had going on with d c. But it really feels like Warner Brothers, is like one of those studios where it's like if something doesn't feel right to them or you know, if they didn't make as much money as they wanted to on something, they just immediately slammed the brakes on like movie universes. It
1: literally just <laughs> happened. like you and I were talking about on the on the Snyder Cut episode how much we were looking forward to the new gods. Only for like a week and a half later for us to get the announcement that the new gods have been like put the, you know, they put the kibosh on that, and then they like skewered the the the, the trench idea, which was gonna be a horror-based like Aquaman movie. So yeah, Warner Brothers is pretty much like they they are very quick to hit that panic button. It's like <laughs> it's like they can't take any sort of risks. Like I get it maybe your studio can't afford to take risks on account of you like spending all your goodwill already but it's like yeah they're not there if there's any sort of negative like prognostication going on forward they're just like fuck this we are not playing around Mm -hmm. and that's that's why this movie felt interesting because just like you and just like how we felt the snyder cut I didn't think this movie was ever going to come about. I thought it was going to be one of those Hollywood urban legends that we hear about for years, you know?
0: Absolutely. Like, I mean, it's just, again, like you said, plus these versus movies are like you're bringing in two properties together and it always feels like there's problems, whether it be licensing. I mean, you know, just all sorts of stuff. I mean, we were lucky in that that these these properties were both kind of under Warner Brothers, but still, it's you know, it, it feels like Bringing together two franchises is always a much greater pain in the ass than anyone likes
1: to admit. I know. And in the way us nerds tend to talk about it, we think it's so easy. And it's like, it's like, just do it, you idiots. And it's like, no, like, I think, J, I think Freddy versus Jason is the perfect example with how many fucking hands Jason, like the, the, the Jason IP went through before it even got to new lines for them to use it for Freddy versus Jason. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, yeah, it's a freaking, it's a shit show for lack of a better term. Now this movie
0: is directed. But, uh, this movie is directed by. Yeah, I was about to jump into Adam <laughs> Adam Wingard, who we have previously discussed on this podcast. We during the Halloween season last year, we actually reviewed the movie You're Next, which is a movie that you championed to me. And uh, I think that's that I think that was the moment literally when you were like, Oh yeah, this is the you know, the this is the movie that we're looking at. And then I saw a director's name and I was like, Oh yeah, that's the guy who's doing Godzilla versus Kong next year. Mm-hmm. And you were like, No way, <laughs> right? So <laughs> it's and and the other things that I've seen from Adam Wingard as well is uh, he also did that 2016 Blair Witch sequel, which wasn't that good. <laughs> no, it wasn't that good, and it doesn't really make a ton of sense but it's like i feel like he he's always involved in stuff that's interesting i mean it's you know he
1: how did, great uh, it is i don't know but <laughs> he did the uh, the straight to netflix and this one's notorious especially among all the you know anime nerds that i know is that uh, he he directed the really shitty death note adaptation which and death note is a really interesting plot idea and i think it would have been great in western audiences but it, for some reason, turned into A Thousand Ways to Die, the movie. <laughs> and it was just, like, it was just very shittily, like, received. <laughs> Especially, like, so So honestly, that's the thing about Adam Wingard. He's got a very spotty record. And I'm, I'm going to be the first to say that. Because your next is a very high watermark, in my opinion. But after watching both uh, Death Note and the 2016 Blair Witch... It's like, there's enough to have a little bit of worry come Kong, you know, Godzilla versus Kong. I will say that this Godzilla franchise in
0: general has had pretty interesting directors. You know, they started with Gareth Edwards, who that was his first big, like, um, you know, big budget film. Like, and he was coming off of that indie movie, Monsters from like 2010. And then, you know, once we got to Michael Doherty, who was the guy who did the. Uh, 2019 movie I mostly knew Michael Doherty from like those VH1s like I love the pick your decade uh, reality shows from like the 2000s and uh, I knew he was a writer and I knew he did stuff but uh, that was really the first like thing where I saw him like actually put a stamp on it and he was a real Godzilla fan and put a lot of Godzilla like you know references inside of his movie which I thought were pretty appropriate and pretty good so you know, I and then when we saw the-, the
1: I'm sorry, yeah, I was just going to say of the legendary films, I feel like King of Monsters is the most like Godzilla film of all of them. You know what I mean? Probably. I mean, 2014, it felt
0: like they were scared to to put Godzilla on film too much. And I kind of get that. Like, I mean, it, it, it was like it, it's kind of like being the Batman movie that came after Batman and Robin for that franchise because that 1998 Godzilla movie <laughs> was so bad, right? And come mm-hmm. so coming like into the franchise and having to redo it, it's like, okay well, we're not gonna spend a ton of time on Godzilla. We'll make him look like Godzilla actually looks. you know, we're not gonna modify the design too much. He's gonna like you know like because that's my I think that's everyone's biggest complaint with the 98 movie is that they changed the design so radically that it really didn't even make sense to call him Godzilla anymore anyway. So it's like at least this yeah. franchise cares about the character a lot more. I will probably put out the complaint here, and that's not mm-hmm. this movie's fault alone. I think all of them have an issue with this. But given the fact that Godzilla's a Japanese property, like I really... It bothers me a little bit that there's just so many white people in these movies. <laughs> like you would imagine that there's like you you would imagine that this is really an opportunity to feature more asian actors like in these movies because godzilla is a strong japanese property
1: mm-hmm. i think and the funny part is that uh i think who was it who was it that came out with stream godzilla what was the studio I put it out that was not toho was it It was Toho, but the it was Toho, yeah. But the
0: creative force, Toho owns Godzilla, so everything, including these American Godzilla movies, like Toho has involvement in it. Like it, they, Mm -hmm. they, that's just it's what that studio is is Godzilla. Mm -hmm.
1: But I know um, because I know the director for Shin Godzilla. Like the point I'm trying to make is that unfortunately, 2014 Godzilla, um, for all the things that got right design wise. It really kinda of crapped the bed as far as, you know, the storytelling and focusing on the humans. So much so that like, you know, Toho and then uh what's his name? Hideaki Anno the the guy that directed the the movie and you know, he did Evangelion, which I think I've talked about on the show before. Mm-hmm. Pretty much they were just like, We are going to do we're gonna do our own and we're gonna do it right this time. <laughs>
0: Well, I think they were just ready to do their own anyway, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. like it had been twelve years. Like when Godzilla 2014 came out, it was ten years since the last Godzilla movie came out in Japan. Was it Final
1: Wars? Final Wars.
0: Yeah. And then we had the Godzilla 2014 movie. Shin Godzilla comes out in 2016, and if you listen to all the episodes that we've done on Godzilla (laughs) so far, while this podcast series has existed. You will know that we, despite having not reviewed it yet, and we will review it this year, it, it is going to happen this year. Every single one of these Godzilla reviews, we've championed how good we thought Shin Godzilla was.
1: <laughs> it's actually really funny how it's might be one of the most referenced yet. We haven't done an episode yet. Yes. <laughs>
0: like- <laughs> so, like, I would argue that much for, like all of these movies, it's like, if you want the Godzilla movie that has the great story, I would probably even argue that... None of the Godzilla movies have great stories per se. Fuck I you. Think... Godzilla versus Destroyer has the best.
1: <laughs> no, I mean like,
0: I, I, yes, the stories are good, but no, it's not like
1: I, like it's as far as like narratives and having like human involvement. Shin Godzilla has probably been the best balance since the original, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've seen again, and
0: I've talked about this on the previous shows, but we're gonna go back to this because it really is just so. Good. And I've seen it more in my adult life than I ever had as a kid because when I was a kid, I watched a lot of the, I think it's called Showa era like the 80s era no 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 60s era so 60s era godzilla
1: goofy one right yeah it's more of like
0: the fun goofy you know godzilla and friends like you know where they all like fight on monster island and stuff like that it was those kinds of movies (laughs) yeah every single time you watch those movies you were just watching it for godzilla versus the monster you Mm -hmm. didn't really care about the story there were humans there but humans like they were literally the kind of movies that like my dad would rent for me on a Saturday afternoon. And if I got bored of how much people were talking, I would just fast forward the tape. Right. <laughs> like, like I didn't care. And so it's like, you know, when, when I knew that this movie was coming out and I saw that a lot of people were kind of not a lot of people, but you know, some of the reviews were like, Oh, this is barely has any of a storyline. Like, you know, my part is like, I think that Shin Godzilla and this Godzilla franchise, are, can both equally exist in this world, right? Because the Godzilla franchise has been sort of a toss-up of here's the serious movie, here's the goofy movie, and like it's just like it's such a versatile franchise <laughs> that could be they can go in so many different directions, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, Shin Godzilla is the good one. Like the 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 the, and what I mean by good one is it's the good storyline. You know, it won the Japan's version of the Academy Award that year that it came out for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. Like, it was the Best Picture in Japan the year it came out. And I would argue that we probably won't see another Godzilla movie that good, maybe in our lifetime, right? Like, it's just like, in terms of just the storyline being so good, it was so witty, it's so sharp. The commentary that it makes about, you know, not just American politics, but also politics in Japan and mm-hmm. you know the differences between like older generations and younger generations it's so good mm-hmm. it is it, just really good um and it's, it's so let's get back to this yeah let's get back to godzilla versus kong so <laughs> the one movie that we haven't reviewed yet and i do kind of just want to give it at least about a couple of minutes is kong skull island because oh, the we, kong we haven't reviewed that one honestly Exactly, because the Kong in this movie is from Kong Skull Island, and the funny thing about that movie is when it was coming out, I had zero expectations about it, right? Because Mm -hmm. the last movie we had seen that was a King Kong remake that came out was that Peter Jackson one, which is not good. Like, it's not good.
1: I've gone back to it, and I fell asleep, so... (laughs) It's not that good, unfortunately. Great video game. Probably one of the greatest, like, movie tie-in video games. (laughs) Shitty fucking movie. Yeah, and I remember you and I and some of our cousins
0: literally watched Kong Skull Island for no other reason than we had nothing to do on a Saturday afternoon once. And we went to go see it, and I was so impressed. (laughs) Because... The cast was really good. Like, John Goodman was in it. um Samuel Jackson, Samuel was, in Jackson it. was in it. Like, the movie itself, like Brie Larson, Tom Hiddleston, like, it was a star studded movie. It probably I, was the most star studded movie out until of all this the one. movies in this Monsterverse <laughs> one. Yeah. I think until this one, honestly. Yeah. Uh likely and and what i really appreciated about that movie is that that movie instead of like doing the age old, "Alright, we're going to bring King Kong to New York and we're we're going to do this." They were like, "No, no, no. We're just going to we are going to where Kong lives and the entire movie's going to be where Kong lives and it turns into this bizarre like <laughs> apocalypse <York>. now. <laughs> yeah, like it's this apocalypse now like kind of like you know, like but Tarantino's doing it, but it's also sci-fi, and it's just like it's so bizarre.
1: Fucking fire up the choppers and start playing "Fortunate Son," baby, because we <laughs> in Vietnam. Yeah, like, this and- movie is a fever dream in the best way possible. Like I would. It's in a- adventure action military movie while still being a kaiju movie while still being like an american version of a monster movie but it still fits in the grand mythos like you can totally feel this going on in the same world godzilla inhabits like it's a it's an interesting movie how they were able to blend so many different like uh genres into one you know Mm -hmm. And, and again i would probably
0: argue that out of the movies in this monsterverse franchise it's the best one Mm -hmm. I think it is the best one.
1: 100%.
0: Godzilla King of the Monsters has the best visuals. It has the best references to Godzilla stuff. If you were an American Godzilla fan and you wanted to see a good American Godzilla movie, you will appreciate it. Godzilla 2014, I like it enough. I actually think it's good, but my esteem for it kind of, like, lessens as the years go by, right? <laughs> I think you're
1: too nice, because I now, <laughs> the more I watch it, and the more these other movies come out, the more I hate 2014.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely not as good as I thought it was, and I, I'd be interested enough, I'm not going to do it before this show, obviously, but I'd be interested enough to going back to the review that we did on that movie, just to remember what my thoughts
1: were on it. <laughs> I know, but, i'm know. i pretty sure we said it stinked for like 12 minutes straight <laughs> but okay so we get those movies
0: and now you know this is five years after godzilla king of the monsters according to wiki to mm-hmm. me i thought it was like three years two years or something i didn't think it was that far ahead in the future but that's what wiki says so i'm gonna go with it <laughs> it
1: doesn't feel that far into the future because like i don't know millie bobby brown's like still in high school like
0: you know what? It doesn't feel like it's that far into the future, but then when you start watching the movie and you see some of the technology that exists, you're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, this feels definitely a lot more sci-fi than than what we were dealing with in 2019."
1: You know what I think you can chalk it up to, and like that would explain why Millie Bobby Brown would still be in high school is kind of like the blip situation in uh, Far From Home, <laughs> where pretty much because. <laughs> Every couple of months or every couple of years, there's a giant, like, what's it called? Like, catastrophic event that takes place on our planet. I'm pretty sure schools are just, like, you guys deserve a couple of mental health days. So, like, <laughs> I can imagine school year. Like, these kids are going to be, like, 24 finally graduating high school. <laughs> yeah. And it,
0: it, it seems like they are... You know, people are. If we remember the end of Godzilla King of the Monsters, a lot of the titans like kind of disappear after that big old mega fight that happened. The earth starts healing. Um, <laughs> for humanity's and, the
1: disease,
0: <laughs> yeah. And like now we're like in this like later future where you know it, the titans are supposedly in hibernation or gone, and then all of a sudden the movie starts with you know Godzilla at this uh at this apex cybernetics factory in Florida for somewhere in Florida, you know, whatever. In Florida,
1: they had it too good for too long. <laughs> uh,
0: the, yeah, the movie starts with Godzilla destroying a Pensacola factory and we have no idea why. And his eyes are all like, you know, fired out and you like you know again you learn pretty quickly that godzilla is the villain in this movie mm-hmm. and that is not i was telling my wife while we were watching this that's not something that's very like it's not un, un, like unprecedented in godzilla movies right mm-hmm. like it's very common in godzilla movies where godzilla is controlled by aliens right or godzilla is controlled by something And then Mm -hmm. another monster has to step in and kind of be the hero for all of us. But at the end, it will always end with Godzilla being like, you know, he's not the hero, but he's also not the villain Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. Um, And I thought this movie did a pretty good job of setting up, you know, of bringing us back to Kong right away with the use of one character. People are going to think it's stupid. People are going to think it's really dumb. And it is kind of (laughs) dumb because... (laughs) Kong so Kong Skull Island, like people are are gonna think it's stupid, like me. (laughs) Well, because okay, in Skull Island, Godzilla, like in the 70s, sorry, Kong had like this entire like island full of worshippers. You know, they worshiped him like a god. He was the one that protected them from all the monsters on Skull Island. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden there's only one person left on Skull Island?
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, because as always, once the colonizers show up. (laughs) <laughs> all the indigenous folks get fought
0: and yeah so so kong is like now being held in some sort of giant dome that exists on skull island he's huge he gets angry because he's been trapped and part of the reason why they have him trapped supposedly is because they don't want godzilla to attack him because yeah,
1: essentially he's under house arrest and being hidden from Godzilla because yes. it, right away we learned that he is an alpha and Godzilla is an alpha and you can't have two alpha predators because then they're going to start punching each other well, and, and, and funny enough like when this movie was in production and we
0: saw the trailer and stuff like that and we didn't know what the plot of it was I thought that that what was going to happen in this movie was Godzilla and Kong were going to fight Kong was going to win And that's where the King Kong name was going to come from. He was going to be the new king by dethroning the old king who was Godzilla at the end of the last movie. I would have bought it. Right. I'm, (laughs) you know, (laughs) this movie is not bad but it's like the more we kind of talk about it <laughs> the, more the more i'm discovering it seems. no the more i'm discovering these problems that, that i kind of have with it <laughs> that i didn't think i had when i first saw it a couple of weeks ago
1: <laughs> you see the problem was you saw the movie and you turned your brain off and you're like i want to see i want to see big lizard fight big monkey and <laughs> you got that you 100 get that in this movie but then as you the more you try to dissect this movie like as you try to analyze it you realize there's not much there outside of big lizard fights big monkey well it, it it
0: gives what it delivers right like i mean it delivers what it promised and that was godzilla versus kong i just don't know and, and i think and i think the reason why i'm probably more generous in my feelings of it just in general is and i think we i said this with the snyder cut too I really think that the fact that these movies are being released onto a streaming platform and we're watching them at home as opposed to having to go out to a movie theater, especially with like, you know, my wife and I, who we have to get a sitter if we're going to be able to go, you know, on a movie date to go see stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. You can't take your daughter to watch this movie. She'll shoot it.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, it's just like, no, she actually liked this movie because she saw it at home. <laughs> yeah, that's why. But now watch it in IMAX the way you and I tend to watch. These oh yeah, kinds no, of- my 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 daughter got frightened when Spider Man Far From Home was on. Like she couldn't deal with it. <laughs> it's just too much. Uh, it's just too much stimulation, and she couldn't. Dad, handle what are you it. doing? There's <laughs> too much noise. Yeah, so you know, like again, I I think just the fact that we're watching this stuff at home, I'm a lot more nice to these movies than I probably would be under different circumstances.
1: You and know what? Like I'm actually the opposite. I feel like this movie well I'm not well, I'm not the opposite necessarily, like just to be contrarian. I feel like with this movie specifically, it would have benefited if I'd watched it in a the movie theater. Maybe because, because of like the because of the noise, how a lot of the these fights are very atmospheric. Like you gotta like watching this on IMAX would have been rad. Yeah. Like I was okay watching Snyder Cut the way we did.
0: Because it's a four-hour movie. Exactly. <laughs>
1: But you can tell that this movie was made specifically to feel and be a giant monster blockbuster, and you just don't get the same effect watching it from home. Like, don't get me wrong; like, it's still cool to watch. And I thought, like, the I thought the CGI was fucking fantastic, especially when we get to the fight scenes. Well, I also know friends of the show who, even though the movie is coming
0: out on a streaming platform, they went to go watch it at a drive-in theater or you know theaters close by that have opened up and it's like yeah for some people that is the draw and it's funny Mm -hmm. enough too i think there was a discussion online and some sort of twitter thread that i saw somewhere where it was like yeah didn't we (laughs) the hubris of chris nolan you know he thought that that you know this fucking niche complicated tenant movie was going to be the movie that pulled people back into theaters like when we were knee deep in a pandemic Mm -hmm. and there's and Warner Brothers stubbornness, stubbornness to not have you know to go straight to streaming or straight to like iTunes or something like that, and saying, No, you have to go watch this in a the theater. I think it killed that movie. It killed yep. that movie because I I bought it on iTunes when it came out. I finally saw it when it came out, but I was so annoyed with Chris Nolan by the time I saw that movie that I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I am super not like I'm not buying you turned it. Turned on
1: him super hard.
0: It's it's it really it really is the moment where I was just like, all right, I'm I'm not fucking with Chris Nolan right now.
1: At least not for a while. Him and I are beefing.
0: Yeah, you know. So it's like again, but we're talking about anything that's not this movie, so
1: that because that's what this movie is unless you're talking about their fights it's it's really hard because all the human scenes are literally just expo dumps and it's literally just to get you to the next part like especially like in the beginning they introduced bernie hayes right who's like the conspiracy theorist podcaster who becomes friends with uh millie bobby brown and i forgot the australian kid's name uh, yeah the one from deadpool yeah, <laughs> Julian. There we go. Julian Dennison. I don't remember. I don't even know these characters' names. I don't give a fuck. No, I don't. It's it's for the For me, I'm literally just it's Paperboy
0: Eleven and Kid from Deadpool. <laughs> that is literally what these characters are to me. <laughs> Come on, Eleven, use your
1: telekinesis (laughs) to fight Godzilla. Uh,
0: Yeah, just what we need in the world right now is, uh, you know, to have conspiracy podcasters be, like, the heroes of our movie.
1: (laughs) I was like, thanks, dickheads. Way to give these assholes a platform. But funny enough, enough, I think this
0: movie even pokes fun at them because they actually end up not doing anything. Like, I have... I literally have no idea why Millie Bobby Brown and Kyle Chandler are in this movie. (laughs) I don't know why Kyle Chandler's in this movie other than he was collecting a paycheck because
1: he was barely in this. The one I completely forgot was in this movie was Lance Reddick. And it's like, he gets a credit in this movie. And (laughs) I was like, if you ask me what part do I remember seeing Lance Reddick in? Who, if you guys might remember, is uh, the, the what's it called? Lieutenant in, uh, why am I blanking on it? The Wire? I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you for the life of me. Like, gun to my head, I would get shot. Because I don't remember what part of the movie he's in. <laughs> like, the who else? I think the, I mean, Aiza Gonzalez is in it. She's in it for, I mean, at least she has a little bit more of a, of a, um, what's it called? A little bit more of a role in this movie um she plays like the daughter of apex ceo walter simmons um but yeah like all these characters like i don't know it feels weird it feels like if you got if the listeners feel like we're being frenetic talking about this movie it's because that's kind of how the human scenes feel like it feels like they're all over the place um they're just there to really explain things uh just there to give us exposition so that we we can finally get to our next scenes you know um like we get like we get explained that alexander skarsgard is there because he's the scientist that was the first one to champion the idea of hollow earth and for those of you that don't know the idea of hollow earth at least my understanding of hollow earth i need to go look and listen to my old conspiracy podcast <laughs> but my understanding of hollow earth is the idea that there is like a series of tunnels and vacuums and that pretty much if you go deep enough you can find you can find a current that'll take you from the pacific uh you know here by california and drop you off over by like middle of the atlantic without like in seconds essentially well interestingly
0: enough the last movie so king of the monsters it posits that godzilla lives in in some of these earth tunnels that exist like even in the last movie ken wanabe's character like dies going into godzilla's home world which apparently is so radioactive that he literally dies like trying to get close to godzilla and saving his life (laughs) so the fact that we're gonna go back into this hollow earth again except this time it is completely different like it is just some sort of like we fall through a tunnel into like monster narnia all of a sudden (laughs) like (laughs) it is a little confusing as to how this is supposed to be in the same universe as the last movie
1: (laughs) All of the, yeah I think that's a good way of putting it Monster motherfucking Narnia <laughs> <laughs> We find out that all the Titans Come from this like magical Land that, And that there's an entire like There's an entire Monster society down there And that the Kongs have essentially I, I talk about the Kongs like they're a family Like <laughs> <laughs> 60s sitcom but- <laughs> Have you met the Kongs yet? <laughs> but yeah, they're like this long lineage of like monkeys that have been protecting us from like other monsters. And then I, 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 at this point, I'm just like, how deep down this weird hole is legendary gonna go, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the idea is that the humans pretty much want to use Kong. As a escort, so that he can protect them as they go into Hollow Earth and find out what's going on in Hollow Earth. Meanwhile, Apex is running these experiments, trying to essentially copy Apex. I'm sorry, not Apex. Uh, Alpha Predator energy power. <laughs> use whatever generic radioactive <laughs> term these movies use, and it's essentially drawing the like drawing. Uh, godzilla's attention so he keeps going around the world like looking for this uh apex predator uh at all these apex sites um and what we're you know there, but they're that's their goal so that's pretty much how godzilla ties into this uh, meanwhile you know millie bobby brown and like the the, the little brat pack over here Wants to try to find out why Godzilla is, you know, going crazy, for lack of a better term. Um, and then I don't, I don't know. There's just the more I think about it and the more I talk about it, if it's not for the monster fights, this plot makes zero sense. It's just all over the
0: place. the only literally the only reason why you would watch this movie is for the monster fights. Because if we keep doing this thing that we're doing right now where we keep trying to go through the plot and compare it to the past movies it's actually just going to give us both a headache and, and we're just going to get angrier and angrier this
1: movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm being confused i'm confused and angry <laughs> well yeah
0: because i mean you know before we started this this podcast we were like oh yeah yeah," we're like it's gonna be great we're gonna be able to talk about this movie i don't know why people are being so harsh on it and then now over here we are talking about it and we're like yeah, this is kind of fucking dumb
1: <laughs> no, it's one of those things where we were super excited, and then we finally had time to think about it. And we realize how stupid it is. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the fights then. So yes. we had three uh,
0: rounds. By the way, uh, the where this movie gets it absolutely right is they give us three rounds of monster fights.
1: And I am I am pretty happy about it. And it's they're pretty long rounds if you think about it. Like the amount of action that takes place. Uh, on the ocean fight, the Hollow Earth fight, which pretty much takes it well. The hollow, the the Hollow Earth encounter that leads to the Hong Kong fight that takes us to the final fight. Like it's yeah, there. I mean, at least the Hollow Earth one is at least Hollow Earth to 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 Hong Kong. Was it Hong Kong or Shanghai? Well, anyway, the at I least it, the, I
0: think it is Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm again the disappointment in this is like it was right there for them Mm -hmm. we we had the opportunity for them to have godzilla in japan and they did not do that and i'm i still am like flabbergasted by (laughs) why they didn't do that
1: well actually there's a what i learned with godzilla or with godzilla what i learned with transformers Is the the kaiju genre, like, in the sense that big, just, like, big things, is really big in China. And that's why Transformers had an entire movie devoted to, like, that took place in China, was because, like, I think the, 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 the Chinese audience, like, raised a shit ton of money in those, like, those types of movies print a shit, like, just print money over there. So I'm thinking maybe that's why this that fight scene takes place in Hong Kong as opposed to Tokyo, but I'm like I'm cool with it. I don't want to see Tokyo get destroyed for like the umpteenth millionth time. So you know it's cool. It's a new location. Um, but yeah, I want to start off with the water, the 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 water fight. Um, so it's like as Apex is taking Godzilla, Godzilla sorry, as Apex is taking Kong to. Uh, the south pole to, so that they can get to the hollow earth tunnel you know we have this fight scene where like kong's carcass is essentially being taken like by four or five airship carriers and they're being followed by a bunch of small boats and there's like a bunch of helicopters and jets flying around to like protect kong from being attacked by godzilla and then you know finally when godzilla comes out of the water like it's just an like you know we get the just this the sheer like size is i'm like i'm not going to lie i felt like a little kid again like like looking up at le- how big and massive these monsters are supposed to be and how they like capsize the the air, the the aircraft carrier at one point And I was just like Jesus, like I can't even (laughs) imagine like the scale at which these monsters are supposed to be. Because my understanding is this is the biggest American Godzilla, right? Like the the one in uh in Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I think it is.
1: Well, I honestly, I
0: think the biggest Godzilla on live action film. I think it's actually still Shin Godzilla. I think Shin Godzilla, Woo! Shin Godzilla is taller, uh, gotcha. Yeah, just not I mean, as beefy. Yeah, I think we. You have always made the joke about calling him Chonkzilla because he's a little because he's girthier than any other Godzilla
1: previous. <laughs> I love Chonkzilla. <laughs> or Thickzilla, if you will. You know, because of the Gen Zs. But now, um, you know, like the but just so that just to even like have a fair fight with Godzilla like King this has to be the biggest King Kong's ever been. The King Kong design is really interesting because it's less gorilla, more chimp. Like you like you see him stand on his hind legs a lot and then you just see him like like his features are very chimp like at least that's the way I saw it. So it was cool to see him be able to just stand on his hind legs and just start throwing haymakers at Godzilla. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: especially there's this one that, like, there's this one shot from the trailer from this, like, first fight that they have that's even, like, in GIF form online mm-hmm. that just shows, like, King Kong just absolutely slooping Godzilla <laughs> with one shot where he, like, literally swings his entire head sideways because <laughs> he got popped so so hard. He just
1: decks them super hard. And that's why it's hella funny when people were like, you know, a lot of fans were like, he Atomic Fire Breath. What's he going to do? Uh, he's going to fucking drop him." That's what he's going to do. Well, because, I mean, there's things that people don't want to
0: talk about, but, you know, Godzilla fight with other monsters. It's just like them shooting lasers at each other a lot of the times. Or mm-hmm. like using different body parts to try to attack people. Kong has opposable thumbs. And Kong can put his hands in the fists and he can serve hands like to Godzilla at any point in time. So
1: does he need? Does he need to have atomic breath? <laughs> Who needs atomic breath when you got these hands? <laughs> it apparently got. I was about to say apparently King Kong's hands are rated E for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all it is. It's just, and I can't, I can't imagine what it would be like in an IMAX theater just hearing those like the thumps and just like how thunderous it would be to hear like the blows yeah um, it's definitely
0: fun and i can't i'm not gonna i mean we can't frame by frame describe what happened in these fights but it's a really good fight it's really awesome the music is cool like it's interesting music choices but it's you know it's what you want out of this kind of movie
1: since that's all this movie is really gonna
0: offer <laughs> and you know what? I can't be that angry at it. This no, it really is a movie that
1: told you this is what we're gonna give you and this is what you're gonna have now. Because guess what? The part where it gives me what the movie it definitely delivers on what it promised. I think, like you said, if you wanted Kong versus Godzilla, the scenes where it's God versus or Godzilla God versus Kongzilla, <laughs> the parts where it's Godzilla versus Kong are fucking great, they're fantastic, it's just everything else that's a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And, and they then- even like
0: there's even references to the original Godzilla versus King Kong, like God, King Kong versus Godzilla, where God the King Kong is like carried like by these scientists, like on a net, like on a giant like net. And uh like the other I think there's even a reference to like the tree scene where like King <laughs> Kong is trying to shove a tree down Godzilla's mouth.
1: Open your mouth, eat it. <laughs> Oh my God! So finally, you know, when we get to when we get down to Hollow Earth, at this point, Godzilla just beats the crap out of Kong uh, to the point where he almost dies. Uh, Godzilla ends up decimating the fleet that was like taking Kong down to mm-hmm. Hollow Earth. So they finally limp their way over. Uh, Kong is essentially near death. Uh, but they managed to wake him up long enough to kind of start the trek down to Hollow Earth, where we get to see, um, we get to see that really cool like 2001: A Space Odyssey shot, <laughs> where it, it has very aggressive strobe effects. Where I was like, wow, they did not really think this one through. Like, I think the only other movie, and we're writing
0: like futuristic spaceship-like vehicles now.
1: Yeah. Hey, shut <laughs> up. The H. The heaves. <laughs> <laughs> the way everyone kept saying was like it's an established thing. I'm like, I don't well, I guess sure. <laughs> but yeah, they don't care. They're just like, you know what? It's the future. This is a sci-fi movie. This is why you're here. But um yeah, we get like they're taking these futuristic like aircrafts down into hollow earth. They get shot through like this gravity tunnel. Um the strobe effects reminded me of Incredibles 2. I think that's the only movie I can think of that had such an aggressive strobe effect. from recent memory and as we fly down we you know we see this like prehistoric land where all the monsters come from Uh, there's like a really cool like they do this really cool mirrored effect where it's like the gravity is also um, inverted so it's like there's earth above them that Godzilla can like stand on at one point Mm -hmm. Uh, we also see the return of the crash crusher skull crawlers skull crawlers there we go that's what john c Riley called mm-hmm. <laughs> so the skull crawlers are the monsters that kong was fighting in uh kong skull island so we get to see a return of those we get to see like a bunch of like these cool monsters that don't have names um like the snakes with the the winged snakes like those look tell weird <laughs> but just being around godzilla kind of starts getting powered up again being back in uh the uh being back in the uh in the hollow earth and then we get this is where it starts getting really weird for me is like
0: <laughs> oh now it starts getting weird well
1: yeah because it's like <laughs> i mean yeah the whole movie's stupid and weird but. Like specifically the part where they go into the temple where there's a bunch of Kong cut like like uh like statues. And I'm like, okay, I get why I'm here, but there's gonna be no like you expo you expo dump this entire movie. There's not even gonna be a little bit of expo dump as to why there's a Godzilla temple or there's a Kong temple in the middle of Hollow Earth. Look, shut
0: up, shut up and deal with it. Shut
1: up, you whore. (laughs) Okay.
0: Yeah, I know the part about this that doesn't make any sense to me is I thought Kong was from Skull Island. And Skull Island was supposedly somewhere in the Bermuda Triangle, and that's why nobody could get there. Was because the Bermuda Triangle mm-hmm. was where people got lost when they tried to go traveling. Like it's it's kind of the same deal as the Godzilla inside Hollow Earth from last time. It's like this is not what Hollow Earth looked like before. Mm-hmm. And it's like now it's like Kong. This is Kong's home. This is where he was gonna come to. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I thought Skull Island was his home. He protected the people who were there. That's why he was their king. That's why he was their king! You
1: fucking idiots! (laughs) And then they're... I don't know. It's like, how much of this movie's magic and how much of this movie's science, you know? Because then you have the part where he has an axe... (laughs) That he can, is the key. Like I was like, this I think is- that's
0: cool. The cool part about the axe is that the axe is clearly made up of one of the sails on a Godzilla creature's back, and oh, yeah, these are
1: no, and the these are cool. and these are
0: primates, right? These are these are primates, and one of the things that we know about primates and what separates us from other animals in the animal kingdom is again, we have opposable thumbs, and mm-hmm. we also because we don't have any of the protective. You know whatever instincts that other animals have, we make tools. So the fact that they made this axe, this Godzilla axe that kills Godzillas, like <laughs> it, it makes sense.
1: Oh, I don't hate that. I thought it was rad. Mm-hmm. I love, I love Kong with an axe. Like I feel like axes are very underrated weapons.
0: <laughs> I think it would have been cooler if you would have made that axe from one of the fins on Godzilla's back in this movie. Like, like you he just ripped like, it off. Right.
1: Yeah, that would have been rad. Now, now it's like in uh it's like an infinity war where Thor goes to uh find Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Kong goes look for he goes looking for a giant Peter Dinklage to make him a Godzilla. <laughs> oh my god, but I mean, why didn't they should have made a gun. They should make a Kong gun.
0: Godzilla versus the Second Amendment. <laughs>
1: i have the right to bear arms and he just like socks them and shoots them with a (laughs) man oh god but anyway he uses the axe which for some reason opens energy That yes. starts co- collapsing the stoop. Oh, no, 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 no. That It wasn't that it shoots energy. It's that fucking Godzilla goes to Hong Kong and shoots atomic fire breath <laughs> from Hong Kong down to the center of the earth. <laughs> oh my God. It's so stupid, but I love that. It's literally
0: the worst version of this, like, joke that you and I make that makes absolutely no sense like this is this is literally us bringing people into an inside joke that no one's gonna get but like you you know we've ever like been like driving in my car in traffic and we're just (laughs) sick of everybody in traffic and then like I swear to god one day like one of us just came up with like wouldn't it be awesome if your car turned into a drill and like just <laughs> drill the tunnel instead of like flying car which is the way more practical way to get out of traffic in california like like our idea was wouldn't it be awesome if your car was just a drill that creates a tunnel every time that you need to get out of traffic <laughs> That is what Not Godzilla jet does. car, drill car. Yeah, that's what Godzilla They're basically like, does. He drill cars his way like into hollow earth.
1: <laughs> As you can tell, Godzilla, is, he, he tends to partake in the on-site uh, philosophy. <laughs> so he's like, oh, what? It smells like bitch down there? So he just starts drilling down. Like literally
0: like miles and miles and miles into the earth. And to the point where like... Kong literally had to like fly through a vortex to get down to Hollow Earth, but no, Godzilla can just like shoot fire beams like all the way through the Earth's center.
1: Yeah, I was. I'm just okay. So at this point, <laughs> this movie doesn't give a shit about physics. Okay, that's fine. You want to create your own world of physics? That's cool. This movie doesn't give a shit about its own made up physics. <laughs> <laughs> remember, like, it, it's funny because remember, like, how like
0: we're trying to make this seem like what if these monsters were in the real world that 2014 Godzilla was and Mm -hmm. then Kong Skull Island and then now it's like we are just super in this like fantasy land it is it's not it's super Godzilla like I mean there was those Godzilla movies where things just got fucking weird and aliens exist out of nowhere and like I mean that is that is the world
1: (laughs) Yep. And no, but they didn't want to include the singing twins for Mothra because that was too stupid. <laughs> but we, but someone's okay with Godzilla drilling his way down to the center of the Earth. Okay, I definitely feel like
0: the absence of the other monsters and the absence of, yeah, definitely, you feel something. It, it feels yeah. like it feels like this is just too separated from that other movie.
1: Yeah, because, like, at least the other movie included, like, Mothra. It included Rodan, like, along with uh, Ghidorah, right? And so you were thinking, maybe we're going to see Anguirus. Maybe we're going to see the stupid big spider one. Komonga, I think his name
0: is. Like, literally, maybe it could just be, okay, Godzilla Kong, they exist on Skull Island. Skull Island is now the equivalent of Monster Island in, like, the old Godzilla movies. And now all the fights will take place like it's just like a circle of kaiju monsters, like watching Godzilla and Kong like sock the shit out of each other, like a Monster high school fight, fight. Club, Let's go! It's like all the kids like in high school every single time that a fight would happen, you would just all surround the people who were fighting. Like that's that's
1: what that, that's my Godzilla versus <laughs> Kong. <laughs> that's the movie I want. I want <laughs> high school bathroom fights, but with monsters. <laughs> Uh, oh my god but yeah it would
0: make so much more sense in this i yeah like you said the fact the the blatant disregard that this movie has for the previous like you know stuff that has been set up in other movies is kind of obvious and does make it a little difficult to get into but whatever shut up everybody we get hong kong monster fight round two
1: (laughs) hong kong monster fight is pretty rad because this has the introduction of the of the axe the great equalizer in this fight because Oh yeah, Kong climbs
0: out of the hole that Godzilla drilled into the center (laughs) of the earth by the way, but to get here (laughs)
1: It's like the more we explain it the stupider it sounds Like if we were just if we were to make this up, someone would institutionalize (laughs) it So yeah, Godzilla ends up climbing up and then he ends up fighting uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kong ends up climbing up Uh, Ends up in Hong Kong, starts fighting uh, Godzilla again, uses the axe to kind of deflect a lot of the uh, atomic fire and ends up like once it gets charged up with Godzilla's uh, atomic fire breath, uh, Kong is actually able to use it to hurt Godzilla, like being able to go through his scales and actually leave damage. Uh, But as like the fight continues, Kong keeps getting blasted into buildings and until he can't take it anymore and pretty much gets bodied a second time (laughs) which this one was a little bit disappointing you know like i wanted i wanted the rubber match to at least get i wanted kong to at least get one before they had to team up but that didn't happen um and then we get introduced to the real villain of the movie which is mecha godzilla So what we learn is that Apex has actually been using the brain matter and all the leftover stuff from King Ghidorah. And they've been essentially trying to create the Apex Predator or, you know, using Ghidorah's DNA, they're trying to create the Apex Predator um, energy to power their own kaiju that would be able to protect humanity. So the idea is that Apex created this creature that's going, or they created this robot that would protect this whenever the uh, kaiju decide to come up and attack. So we get to see that it it can hold its own against the skull crawlers that we saw from Kong Skull Island. Uh, After some experiments, it can't hold a charge though. However, using the the daughter, Aiza Gonzalez's character, who goes down into uh, Hollow Earth where she ends up dying, she actually uses I think some of the earth to return the power signature to her dad, who apparently like downloads it. <laughs> he downloads the energy source <laughs> into Mecha Godzilla, which I was like, I how is he how is he transmitting? Like, how are they even getting the energy? It's super fucking weird. Anyway, I, love, so. I
0: love that you can stream energy like it's a song in Apple Music.
1: <laughs> yes! Apparently that's all you had to do. <laughs> that's how energy works. So they finally get the energy source and Godzilla I've said energy like 700 times. <laughs> But We're not
0: actually talking about like real life energy, like solar or gas energy. We are literally just talking about bullshit magic.
1: <laughs> this is yeah, that's all this movie is at this point is just bullshit magic. So finally, Mecha Godzilla gets powered up. However, this fries the connection between uh, between the handler who apparently Mecha Godzilla's pilot. Was Ren Sarazawa's son, which I had no idea of. And I don't think there's anything that implies that that's supposed to be Sarazawa's son. They do mention the name, but the problem
0: with it is he both was never like spoken of in any previous movie and does literally nothing in this to the point where he didn't even have to be. Ken Wananabe's character son. Like it could (laughs) have been.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. The son's the son's name is Ren Ishiro, is who I was thinking of. Uh, he's Ishiro Sarazawa's son. Ren, is, um, Ren is the son. He's the character we have in this movie, and which he, doesn't
0: matter because the character has very little to do with the
1: plot. Period. He literally has like two lines and then dies because fuck you. That's all.
0: the one Asian character in this in this fucking universe. Like the one I, Japanese character in this, <laughs> like literally shows up for two seconds. Oh hey, you know I'm so and sos son. Puts on the fucking Mecha Godzilla helmet and then just like blasts off into
1: space. <laughs> just fucks off into the abyss. <laughs> I was about to say, you had a little bit more respect for Mr. Ronnie Chang. He was there and he was a treasure while he was there. <laughs> you buy some fish, I'll tell you exactly where he lives. <laughs> but yeah, he just like. Um... Yeah, he just dies and you're just like why was he even there? No one even seemed to care that Sarazawa who was the leading like expert on Godzilla and his son being a part of this project. Like just no one gave a shit. And so once he dies, if I guess King Ghidorah's like consciousness <laughs> takes over. <laughs> and so Mechagodzilla starts like attacking Godzilla, wrecking the the city even more. And he has Godzilla on the ropes. So then the the girl that has the connection with Kong, what's her name? Gia. Gia comes in, and she convinces she convinces Kong. Um, well, well they they revive Kong essentially by the same way they did with uh, with uh, Godzilla and King of Monsters, where they blow up. the answers to everything in these movies are to blow something up <laughs> but pretty much <laughs> they blow up one of the ships on top of kong's chest which jump starts his heart and he's like okay i'm good to go <laughs> so gia convinces him that that uh mecha godzilla is the true evil one and to like put everything aside and defend his home and to fight with godzilla so he was like, okay, I guess. So he grabs his axe and, you know, they start going at it. And of course, Godzilla being a cold, unfeeling machine that does not get tired and is able to take on both of them. But it's all right, guys, because we have Millie Bobby Brown in the group you forgot about for about 20 minutes <laughs> who come back and we have the lovely Deus Ex Machina event where uh, the kid from Deadpool grabs a flask that um what's his name uh that bernie hayes our conspiracy theorist always carries and ends up using it to just pour liquor into the like computer so that it short circuits just long enough for godzilla and kong to behead mecha godzilla <laughs> and they end up, they finally end up killing him uh, after Godzilla Supercharges Kong's axe With the breath again Everyone reunites Kong and Godzilla have like a Total bro moment before they Like leave And essentially the movie Ends with Monarch setting up a post In Hollow Earth After a couple months And Godzilla's fi- I mean Godzilla sorry Kong is finally At home in Hollow Earth and they're just Monitoring him yeah. The well, and... question is where does Godzilla go from here? Like is
0: Godzilla going to Skull Island? Like
1: <laughs> if, if Kong is taking over his old
0: world which is Hollow Earth and where the fuck is Godzilla? Like
1: <laughs> fuck you. That's where <laughs> He goes to his version of Hollow Earth from King of Monsters where he goes and like just chills in lava for 500 years.
0: Hollow Earth is like this like City that has like turfs. <laughs> Godzilla's like on the other turf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Hollow Earth is just the hood. <laughs> oh my all god. Alright, so that's
0: Godzilla versus Kong, everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. If if it felt confusing to hear us talk about it, imagine watching it and then thinking about it. Well, the
0: funny thing is that now we're at the point where we're gonna ask each other if we like this movie. Mm-hmm. And
1: no, my answer,
0: <laughs> and my and Well, my answer to that is yes. I really do like this movie. I really did enjoy watching it. I probably will enjoy watching it again if I watch it again. Only for the fights, like what we talked about. You mm. go in knowing exactly what you're coming in here for, and that is monster fights. I don't care. This is literally like the old Godzilla movies that I would fast forward through until I got to the monster fight at the end. That's what this is, because the plot in this is paper thin, it's not good <laughs> and we've spent an hour talking about how it's not good. So you, you can listen to a show like this and think we absolutely hate this, but I again, like I said, it delivers exactly what it told you it was gonna give you. And that was Godzilla versus Kong. You got three rounds for it. You got what you think is a pretty clear winner, which to me, it feels like Kong wins, right? Like I mean, Godzilla sure need like he's the one who helped Godzilla kill Mecha Godzilla. He's the one who took over Hollow Earth now. Like (laughs) he feels like the very clear winner here, and maybe he is King Kong because he won.
1: (laughs) I think. I mean, is there ever, if there was ever violence, is there ever any (laughs) winner? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, we shit on this movie for the last hour. I'm. I'm, I liked it. (laughs) I liked this movie because I got exactly what I wanted. Now I need to. I need to really put a caveat into this is that the only reason I liked it was because I literally turned my brain off and that's why I didn't have to think about how stupid this plot was because I just wanted to fi- watch the monster fights. The monster and fights- I watched this movie
0: with my wife and I thought this movie was good and my wife literally told me, that was stupid. That was the end of <laughs> That was what she said at the end of the movie. So, you know
1: no one's wrong right <laughs> no no one's wrong like you can tell me this is the best movie you've ever seen and i would 100 percent understand why and you can tell me this is the worst movie you've ever seen and again i will 100 percent understand why <laughs> this is the movie that you're not going to get a good plot out of it if you really have to go in here and understanding that you want to watch two monsters fight the same reason we watch the any of the transformers movies you know Or the, like, I guess, yeah, Marvel has a little bit better, or superhero movies usually do have a better plot. (laughs) But at the end of the day, you want to see the big superhero fight. You want to see the big robot fight. This one, you want to see the big monster fights. Um, If you're, if you really want, like, a good cinematic experience, do not watch this movie. Go, and, you know, there, like Angel said, there is plenty of other big monster movies that actually do... um, I don't know, they do the genre better. Shin right. Godzilla, perfect. Putting it painful. out
0: here. I'm putting it out here now. Maybe in three weeks, because next week we're gonna be doing Mortal Kombat, and the week after that, we've already committed to doing the new Mortal Kombat that's gonna be coming out. Maybe the week after that, we can do Shin Godzilla finally. Mm-hmm. And we can finally <laughs>
1: we can <laughs> we review can, a good
0: one. Like we, we can
1: got- <laughs> review one that we think is is actually great. <laughs> we don't think it is that yes. might as well be citizen fucking kane compared to <laughs> this bullshit like that one actually has a good plot and good human characters like <laughs> this movie. like if it's not if it wasn't for the fights like i'm just like why why would you spend such a so much money to bring kyle chandler into this <laughs>
0: All right. so we'd um, like to thank everybody for joining us for this episode. Please continue to interact with us on social media. Please, please, please leave us reviews on iTunes, on the Apple podcast, iTunes, whatever thing, because reviewing us and rating the show is really how it gets the visibility of the show up. Um, But we'd like to thank everybody for continuing to roll with us as our schedules have kind of continued to get a little crazy here and there and we did need to take a bit of a mental break last week, so... (laughs) Thanks for hanging in there with us. And we cannot wait to uh, come back again and start talking Mortal Kombat. Mortal
1: Kombat! (laughs) I already fucked up the music. (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. Later, y'all.